coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. I'm your host, Adam Robison, and I am so happy that you're here with us today as we have an awesome host in the studio with you. You may already know him if you're from the Bentonville, Arkansas area, but I've got Ayel Gallico, or Galico. I say your name wrong every time I say it, but you always have a smile, so I don't think it makes you Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, sorry about that. So, uh, Galico is the owner of Apollo IT Services out of Bentonville. Started that company about nine years ago. He's lived in the United States, I guess, for about the last 14 and a half years or so. And he uh, is from Israel. And we've just been having a great, great time visiting here in the studio before our recording. I've heard him say the expression, it was typical Israeli chutzpah. When he talks about some of his story, I'll let him share that with you because he's just, he's got me smiling. And we've only been in the studio together for about an hour. So uh, we decided to go ahead and press record on what has become a very interesting conversation. Galico, welcome to Business Radio X and Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Yeah, Adam, thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Man, I'm excited too. I think it's pretty cool what you guys are doing. Uh, You've educated me just this afternoon. Um, And so why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, about your start in Israel, coming to the United States, and how you ended up in this field so i'm originally from israel you can you can hear my accent right this is something i bought in sam's club (laughs) when i walked here so i started my life here in usa 14 years ago i just came to visit a friend in a small city college station in texas and literally walk into the apple subsidiary store over there and like ask the owner like you're looking for employees and the guy's like actually i do and i said like yeah i'm here i'm tourist i'm visiting and then he's like a second later here's the door Wow. So that was like, yeah, that's pretty much me being chutzpah, just asking him, like, you're looking for employees <laughs> that I cannot do, I cannot work over there. And then a friend of ours, of mine did a proper introduction, went to a full-blown four hours interview, and after four hours, the guy is like, yep, I will sponsor your visa. That's incredible. A couple of years later, got the visa, came work, started working as the operation manager for them, for the business, developed the business, and at some point, I was offered to buy the business out, didn't work out, and venture out into Austin, Texas. Did a couple of, jump a couple of jobs over there in IT, and eventually I'm like, I'm destined for more than that. And mm. I decided to, in 2015, to open my own company. We wow. started in Austin as a small Apple service shop. There was not a lot of Apple service, certified Apple providers in Austin at that time. And then, so my business, I got a lot of referrals from Apple directly and from other vendors. And from there, I just keep growing. And eventually, last year, I moved to Bentonville, Arkansas. Most of my clients are still in Austin. We are developing the area here. So we are servicing Texas, Arkansas, and Virginia right now. All right. So just a whole new region for you to open up and explore. But you say you're still doing a lot of business in Austin, right? That's correct. Yeah. So awesome. So what, uh, what got you interested in cybersecurity? It's more like the IT side. If you think about it for one moment, right? Everything in this world revolves around now internet and computers, right? Nobody thinks about it because it's so transparent to us, but mm-hmm. you cannot survive without your cell phone or computers or your internet, right? Three mm-hmm. factors that like pretty much every business business That's revolves true. around, right? That's it's, right? It's so reliable, so easy for us that for us it's transparent. But 
what holds the business behind it, right? How does it work? What's operation? Like how does security runs around that? It always lured me. And then I just started working like in a bunch of companies, Kodak, Apple, eventually like I want to open my own company. I want to help companies. I want to, my goal is to protect companies and users from cyber attacks, right? Mm -hmm. It's always there. It's always happening. It's always lurking in the shadows. How do you protect people? People don't even know what to ask for. Right. Like, And, and we were visiting before we pressed record. I said, you know, it's funny. Uh, when I met you, I didn't know that cybersecurity was still a great big deal. And you've educated me now for the last 45 minutes or so telling me it's an even bigger deal than it's ever been. And people are having to take measures like never before. That's correct. Especially since 2020, before COVID, uh, cybercrime almost tripled My in the goodness. number of occurrences that happening. Uh, it's become like, I want to say, as you said here in USA, it's become like a national sport. Um, the National Security Council said that now cybercrime generates more money than organized crime itself. My It's word. like an easy way to make money, right? Extortion is like the easiest way. Wow. Run bots. Uh, just, you don't even have to be on the US soil to run this operation. You can just be somewhere kingpin somewhere in india or bangkok and just run the operation here like crazy yeah that's that's amazing i never ever would have thought that it was to that degree that's 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 amazing so as a cybersecurity expert uh what are the key threats that a small business owner should be aware of so probably the biggest thing is like the chance of like data breach ransomware and a theft of proprietary uh, information, right? Like patents, scams, client information, drawings, formulas. I mean, depending on the industry, every business has something that is worth money. Just mm -hmm. everybody has different, of course. So you can lose your client information. You can breach. You can they can extort you for money, right? They can ransomware attack. They can siphon information out. They can sell this information out in the in the dark web. So again, every business has something to lose. You just need to identify what is valuable for you and what kind of tool it can serve the hackers in this case. Okay, so so we've already alluded to this just a little bit, but go ahead and talk about the current landscape of, of cyber threats and ransomware attacks, specifically targeting small businesses. So small businesses is a huge target because they don't have the funds or the knowledge to protect themselves. And oh, that's huge. 80% of the USA businesses are considered small businesses, right? This is 80%. 80%, yes. I know it sounds crazy you hear about the companies, but a lot of the companies in USA are considered like 10 employees or more. Mm -hmm. I mean, you always hear about the big ones, but majority of businesses in the USA are small businesses, right? My goodness. Every state has the different definition of like how small. The Texas definition is like 500 and below. That's pretty big actually. Yeah. But a lot of businesses is from small businesses, right? Okay. And how do they utilize their resource? How do they like, how do they protect themselves? They don't know what to ask, who to ask. And, oh, I don't think I have anything to lose, right? Like, like for example, like, hey, I don't need, I don't have anything valuable. Like, that's not correct. You have a business, you have something valuable. You just maybe don't know that or you're not aware of what is valuable for hackers for you. Yeah, okay. So so what are some areas that small businesses are, are vulnerable in? What are what are some of those common vulnerabilities that that really do um, boy cause small business owners to need to step up and look at this? So it's a lot of how they manage their users and permissions. Um, backup is a huge downfall for small businesses. And of course, the whole cybersecurity protection on their asset, on their information, files, how they share and communicate files, information with people, with other vendors. It's usually just like it's a, a plethora of 
things that the business do that can expose you to the hackers. Mm. There's no one thing. I see. Okay. So it really is a combination of choices, not just one thing we did wrong. Okay, yep. that's interesting. Uh, that that will shift your perspective a little bit when you begin to look at how you want to ta- or tackle this issue. So, so what are some effective security measures that small business owners can can take that aren't going to break the bank? So, first of all, use a commercial tools, right? Like, please, if you have a small business, do not use just Gmail. The free Gmail is your business account. Have a proper domain. Use Office three sixty five tools. Um, give the proper permission to have whoever needs that. And the minimum permission that he needs to perform his job. Don't give him like everybody is like, oh, I have a new employee. He's going to get access to everything. And then they get access to your HR, finance, or stuff like that. Um, or And then make sure you have a proper backup, hmm. right? Like yeah. Backup is important. Like you need to have a backup. Doesn't matter what you, what you use. Backup is vital. So is a, is a backup, uh, is that something that you have to buy extra to connect to your computer? Is that something you can do online? There is different ways to do a backup. For example, you can do on an external drive, you can do it on a network device on your network, or you can do it on the cloud. Uh, Usually when it comes to backup, we say use the rule of three, two, one. You want to have three copies, one of your computer, one outside of your computer, and then one in the cloud. I see. Okay. That's going to save your business probably. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, I was telling you before we went on the air, I've I've got to go to uh, the computer shop after this interview because I'm having trouble with my computer. I've only been using it for about a month for for business purposes, and I'm already terrified at the idea of what happens if I have to start over. And so, uh, you know, a conversation about having a backup that that will save you some time and and definitely save you some money um, is making my ears perk up just a little bit. I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, So how important is employee education and awareness in preventing cyber attacks? So actually, it's very important, and I'm going to give an example. Uh, In our peer group, we had a company in Texas uh, that they're in the medical field, and they got hammered by phishing emails and cyber attacks on their email system every day. Wow. So the company decided to put the hammer down on employee training and emphasize cybersecurity training. In four months, they saw a reduction from 61% to 21% wow. on the number of attacks on their, that's coming through their email systems. Right now, these days, we call it BEC, Business Email Compromise, mm-hmm. is the number one vector that people get breached or the business get breached. It's for employee getting a link or opening an attachment or, st- or getting forward to another malicious website. So right now, the weakest point for every business it's their email system. Wow, that's that's frightening. Um, so, uh, do you have strategies that small business owners can use to educate their employees about these issues? So, of course, enroll your employees in cybersecurity training. It's vital. Make sure that they take the courses, the classes, and fish your employees. I know it sounds crazy, but by fishing your employees, you also train them to think outside the box, like how does a phishing email look like, right? I mean, mm-hmm. They need to know. The more they know and the more you're open to them with about this conversation, about the risk to your business, the more they'll work, try to prevent it and be aware of that. And of course, let them report. If they see something suspicious, let them, let them know that they need to report it immediately. Some employees are afraid, are too shy, or oh, I clicked on that, or it's not should be that. Tell them there is no harm, just you need to report. The, the faster we can catch this act, the faster and better we can respond to this uh, breach. I love that. Okay. So we've already talked about this, but but if 
our listeners are like I've been since I've started talking with you this afternoon. They're probably writing fiercely and thinking about their situation. So <laughs> I'm going to ask this question again, and, and I know it's going to feel like something we've talked about, but what role does data backup and recovery play in protecting a small business? So I want to say today, backup can be might be even the only thing that will save your business. Mm. Uh, in the case of ransomware, uh, a lot of businesses that we have a backup, a local backup, their backup is being hit by the ransomware itself. And having an online cloud backup might be the only thing that allow you to recover your business and your I files. Guess. And right now, the biggest downtime for a business when it comes to recovery is the recovery time. It takes on average three and a half weeks for a business to rebuild its business from a ransomware attack. And backup is a vital process. But you also need to make sure that you test and, and verify your backup. They're not getting infected, for example. Yeah, and you had said that uh, there were some fairly large companies that have recently yep. had to recover from these ransomware attacks, correct? Yeah, we had Colonial Pipeline two years ago. We had Garmin and a few other small companies. You hear about the big ones, mm -hmm. but it literally happened on a daily basis. A lot of companies will not report that. Uh, actually, a lot of financial institutes that got breached if they are small enough, they will probably try to hush-hush that because if a financial institute get hacked, they need to provide you identity protection for two years and they need to let know all their clients about the breach. So all of them actually will hide that. Hmm. It's pretty bad, yes, I wow. know. Wow. So uh, you and I are both sitting here We've got our cell phones next to us. Everybody that we hire as small business owners is going to bring a cell phone to work with them or a, 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 some sort of a laptop or tablet. That's the word I was looking for. What steps should small business owners take to secure their employees' devices when they're working remotely or accessing company resources outside of the office? So rule number one is a fight club. Never let the employees work on their own personal computers or <laughs> tablets. I know people laugh at that. We see a lot of companies that like, hey, we don't have enough money to buy computers. Let them use their own personal stuff. This is a huge gate into your business and get it breached. Mm. So get your companies, your employees, computers, laptop, tablet, use that, because then you can tighten the security on each machine and prevent them to use some stuff. You can also enforce, hey, like TikTok is not allowed. Arkansas just banned TikTok for government employees mm -hmm. for a good reason, right? You can implement and demand some security measures from your employees if it's a corporate or company device. You cannot ask them to do that on a personal device. Some mm -hmm. people use Facebook all the time. It's a huge breach for security because you get a external links, right? On a personal on a company computers, you can prevent that stuff. I see. I see. My goodness. So I, I thought it was a little humorous that you mentioned Fight Club, but then you delivered an answer that was very serious. And so I uh, don't want to sound like I was um, <laughs> making that light in any sort of way. So, so what are some red flags that small business owners should be aware of? I can just I can just picture our audience out there saying, "Well, goodness, now that I know that there's a big bad wolf out there, what do I do to protect my?" Myself, how do I start? So you usually red flag starts when you start getting a lot of spam. Spam. This is when you know that your email has been compromised in one way. Yeah, it's probably been leaked on a, one of the dark web. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you check your emails and your forwarding rules. That's one of the easiest thing for attackers is to create the forwarding rules on your e uh, company email server, Office mm -hmm. 365 or Gmail. Like this, every email that comes into your company will automatically be forwarded outside to the 
uh, attackers. Uh, make sure you have a very, very strong strong password on your email. Mm-hmm. And by all means, use a 2FA or multi-factor authentication to log into your email, right? If it's something even sensitive, there is like encryption keys that you can use. But secure your email. Make sure that only em- company employees will get the email. Not everybody needs to get email, for example, in, in your company. And try not to share information out, right? Okay. And, and watch out. I mean, watch your traffic, your information. And just there's a small size that you can do if you have a if you have an office, for example, that have a guest Wi-Fi. Make sure that you have a separate guest Wi-Fi that is not part of your company Wi-Fi. Hmm. Okay, that's really good advice. So, in the event that there is a security incident or a data breach of some kind, what immediate action should small business owners take? First thing, you need to pray. Like really <laughs> oh, hard. No. Um, I don't say usually Listen, like there's power in prayer. There is power in prayer, definitely. But in this case, if you have an IT, reach to them immediately. I want to say um, the first thing to do is call your PR company, then your company lawyer, and then legal counsel. My goodness. Or oh, sorry, like a legal counsel, PR companies, because if it goes out as a business owner, you cannot handle that. Like someone need to handle that for you. And then of course, notify your IT immediately. So PR, legal counsel, and your local IT or recovery company that can help you try to sort this thing out. Okay. Um, so if you, what, what I'm hearing you say is if you try to do it alone, you're likely to mess up more than you are yeah. help. Correct? Most, most companies cannot handle this thing alone. Okay. It, it's not, it just, it's too messy. My goodness. Okay. Do you have any recommendations for small business owners who are considering outsourcing their IT services or relying on a managed service provider for cybersecurity? So if, if we always recommend talk to someone, talk mm-hmm. to an IT consultant, a cybersecurity expert. It doesn't matter. Don't use your 16 years old neighbor that plays video games as a, as an expert, please. We've seen that. It doesn't work the way you, think it's going to work, talk to someone, right? Most MSPs will give a complimentary consulting services. They'll talk to you about the business, what kind of business you have, if there's any federal regulations, compliance issues that we have to be aware of. They know a lot more about your business on the back end that you probably know about your business. Mm-hmm. We know what questions to ask. And they'll give you advice and they'll offer you to try to sell the services, and that's correct. But ask them, right? You can read a lot. But there is a lot of things that are going behind the scenes that like we know and people just don't know about it or don't know what to ask about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. My goodness. I find myself sitting and listening to your answers that are so compelling. I'm not thinking about the next question, but you're doing a great job. Thank you so much for your time today. Just a few more questions, Galico. Uh, how important is it for small businesses to have some kind of incident response plan in place? Uh, and what does that even look like? So incident response, the magic words that every business owner needs to remember at sleep at night Mm. is what happens to your company, what do you do, what action you take if something happens? Who do you call, right? So usually incident response, it's a set of orders like who's the first person you call? I notify the CEO, call the legal department, right? Call our involve our PR department, notify IT department immediately, notify your CTO, right? Notify your insurance company, right? They need to be aware of that immediately. If it's a big company or you work with some confidential files, who is your um, FBI liaison here for the liaison for the area that you need to notify them? Mm. The FBI wants to know about cyber crimes affecting businesses, especially if it's involved uh, confidential files My that goodness. can affect national security. Okay. So there is a liaison here in the area that 
You need to find who is your area. Fayetteville has one here. You need to notify them like, hey, we got breached. Here's what uh, happening. Here's what we're finding out. And if there is a demand for ransomware, you need people getting involved. You have to, your banking system be involved. Usually when it comes to a ransomware, they give you 72 hours to complete the transaction or else you just lose everything out. That's it, there's no recovery. And one of the simplest questions we get is like, oh, it's just like a, a virus. Can we rewind it? Can we, I said like, right. no. Usually ransomware are bank level or higher encryption. There is no way to recover My the files goodness. unless you have advanced tools to, for that. Yeah. And usually the only way to recover from a ransomware is you just start. Just start over. Start over. Just wipe out the machine, start from, from, from Slate. I tell you the story that one of our insurance lady told us that in a company in Austin got hit by ransomware and they had a cybersecurity insurance. And then the, the insurance, the demand for a ransomware was over half a mil. So the insurance company decided to call a forensic company to see where the breach came from. They mm. literally walk into their office, 18 people company, took everything they had, like cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, servers. Mm -hmm. took everything the business owner was completely like shocked he had to run to best buy to buy three laptops to keep his business floating sure. for a while and then after two weeks they brought it back they found out the compromise came from one of the employees opening their email with a link that should not be open and My then word. it took the, the it another 12 days around the clock to start everything from scratch rebuilding the network the service the computers all the services applications software database for employees the guy was almost out for a month. He said even with insurance and everything, he was almost out for $3 million out of pocket just oh for the gosh. downtime that it took him to recover. Wow. So have a right plan. Make sure that you know who yeah. to call. Involve your IT. Make sure that you, are, you have a good legal counsel in case something happens. Mm -hmm. if, you have a, if you are publicly traded or your company that deals with a lot of clients medical, have a PR company handy. Okay. Wow. Great, great feedback and great uh, advice from a guy in the business, that's for sure. See, I was one of those who thought that you could just run a virus removal on your uh, computer and that would take care of the ransomware. And I'm, I've always just been, you know, obviously a little ignorant to, to this area. And so I, it was always scratching my head, uh, wondering why people were making such a big deal of ransomware and, and, and cybersecurity. But, but you're saying this is a big deal. You can't turn back the hands of time. And so when it, or if you're going to have a company with any sort of electronic presence online or otherwise, you need to have a plan to take care of yourself. So let me give you some numbers. People love numbers, right? So. The way that ransomware works, it just, I'm gonna put it in a very bad way, like someone kidnapped your kid, right? They mm. literally kidnap your files, there, and they ask a ransomware for that. Mm -hmm. And they give you 72 hours to complete the transaction. So usually you have to go buy a Bitcoin, that's the most current thing mm -hmm. that is non-traceable. People think it's traceable, it's not. The mm -hmm. moment you buy and send the Bitcoin away, it's out in the wind, good luck finding the, the money. And you hope and you pray that the attackers will give you back the decryption key so you can get your files back. But even if you get it, you still have to rebuild your system because you just left an open door in the back end. Problem is, most companies cannot handle that, and 73% and of, of companies pay the ransomware demand because hmm. they don't have a proper backup, they don't have a proper procedures, right? So right. they don't know what to do, and they like, don't have enough time to recover, so like we just pay the ransomware. 60% of businesses that got breached or get a ransomware got out of go out of business in the next six months. My word. And we hear like, oh, I have nothing valuable or nothing that can worth something. That's not correct. You run a business, you have something valuable. You have client information, secrets, formulas, design, architect design. Not a minute, like 
something you have, you have client information, you have credit card information, you have emails, phone numbers, social security, you can buy someone identity, name, social security, date of birth on the dark web for $1,500 today. My goodness. That's it. So the moment you have a business, you have something valuable, right? Sure. Make sure that you know how to share your information with other people. You don't need to share everything with everybody. Just okay. Be aware of that. The okay. more you're aware to that, the more you can protect your business. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about IT or Apollo IT services. Uh, this is the business that you started some nine years ago. Yep. Uh, we've heard all of the, all the scary stuff. We've heard the dark stories and all that stuff. Let's talk about the hope that people have if they do work with you and your company. Uh, what do you guys protect from? Why should they call you? And then maybe share a testimonial or two of someone who made a call and protected themselves. So absolutely. So we are an MSP. We are located here in Bentonville. And we do give a complimentary consulting for an hour on the phone. Even if you have a small business like two people or if you are a company of 100, it doesn't matter. Mm. We offer a vast array of services from basic uh, computer management, network management, all the way to advanced cybersecurity solutions that most companies need. We can just give you the IT or just the cybersecurity or both of them. A lot of companies is like, why do I need that? I mean, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, IT is like an expense that doesn't have an ROI on it. Mm -hmm. You just spend the money. But we actually protect the business behind the scene. We make sure that everything works flawlessly, everything is up to date, and we keep you secure. We are employing two SOC, it's called the Security Operation Center. Mm -hmm. This we have a bunch of engineers sitting behind the scenes, literally monitoring your network and computers 24 7, 365 for things that can happen. Mm. Here's for example, most people think about, oh, I have an antivirus, but Antivirus is looking for a specific signature. Most ransomware attack today is they are behavioral changes. Here's an example. Something get into your computer and it tried to create an admin account or delete registry files, right? So this is stuff that usually antivirus will not find because it's a behavioral change. Like, hey, I'm gonna try to pause the backup, show you that it's still green, that everything is good, but behind the scene, it's completely paused, right? My goodness. All these behavioral changes like are advanced tools can detect that, but someone need to respond in less than a minute to this thing. Hmm. This enhance the SOC. I see. So cybersecurity services are not cheap, but there is a reason for that. People say, oh, I can do it by myself. Oh, by all means, you can try, and we'll sell you the software. Good luck taking all the input and <laughs> reacting to that. Right. That's the thing. So yes, we help protect clients. Um, example, we are working with a biotech company. There are huge companies actually in Virginia. Um, they are a startup and very breakthrough in biosynthesis, and they needed a good cybersecurity because they have a lot of proprietary information and formulation for the product they do. They are mm -hmm. probably like, we're the first company in the world that developed that. So their cybersecurity needs were like top notch. So literally they got the whole kitchen plus the sink, plus yeah. the cupboard, I wanna say in this case for <laughs> them. But one of the good way you know that like, a lot of insurance company will not issue a cybersecurity company for your, for your company, mm -hmm. unless you have the right measurement tools. And they will interrogate you, literally, you get like 40, 50 questions, like do you have this, this, and this, and this? How do you check this? And then, because hmm. we get from companies, okay, here's my insurance company questionnaire, they give us to the IT company, okay, please fill up, and then we set it back. We see a lot of company get declined because they don't have the proper tools to protect themselves. So if a company has a good 
cybersecurity insurance policy, that means they also have a good IT company behind them. Wow, that's really interesting. So, Galico, I've, I'm just, I've been so compelled during this entire conversation. <laughs> you're you're so, such an interesting guy. We're going to definitely have to have you back for more conversations. Uh, tell us, how can people who have, I'm sure, been just as compelled as I am, follow you on social media, learn more about Apollo IT services? Uh, how can they help support you? So first of all, follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Yes, we do not do TikTok. That's suspicious. <laughs> uh, you can reach out us at 479-553-9940 or, of course, on our website at apolloitservices.com. Uh, feel, feel, feel free to schedule a complimentary consulting. You have on the top right corner a link to schedule that. Again, we'll help you in any matter you have. Even if you're not going to be our client, We'll give you our advice because advice is free. Mm -hmm. If it can save you and help you down the road, our mission is done. Yeah, wow, that's that's incredible. I've learned a lot today in today's uh, conversation as well. Tell me, uh, how can my audience support you? How can the listeners of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, is there some sort of call to action they can take? Maybe go go follow your socials or, or do something. What, what's a call to action that we can do to help you build your business? Call to action, of course, is follow us on social media. And if you hear of any small company, 10 to 120, I would say, right? Send them our way. Okay. Right? You know, if we can help them, give them advice. If they become our clients and we know you, you're going to get a free iPad from us. Wow. A new, a new iPad, yes. Wow. We like to treat our referrals like really nice. Like some people get bicycle from us. Don't ask me. Some people want like fancy bicycles. Okay. I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh, my CPA is not always happy about it, but <laughs> we find a way to treat our referral source really nicely. Very nice. Very nice. Well, folks, we've been talking to Ayel Galico from Apollo IT Services. They uh, they call Bentonville their home base. And guys, the, these people are going to take care of you. It, and, and for nothing else, it's worth a consultation phone call just to make sure that you have your protection up to par. I am so thrilled uh, that, that uh, Galico came by and shared this information with us. This has been another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.